What's good, everybody? This is UTXJG, the Don, along with my man, Leader of the Flock. I don't know what this is that we are doing right now, but uh, it seems like you all were <laughs> you all were interested in it enough. I just put out a little a little filler just to see. I said hypothetically, hypothetically, if we did a music podcast, because I know that some of you all really enjoyed when we did the album reviews and the random music topics. But I said hypothetically, if we did a music podcast, if GI did a music podcast, what would you want it to be called? Now we got a lot of crazy names, a lot of oh, yeah. real, real silly names, but we ended up narrowing it down. We are going to call this little thing that we would like to do, hopefully weekly, Enlightened Sounds. So there you go. Whoever uh, came up with the name, pat yourself on the back because there were so many people, so I forgot who you are, but we're going to use that name. So uh, shout out to everybody who actually answered and, and gave us some uh, some ideas. So how uh, <laughs> you feel about that, Flack? Because I know like, we had some other names. And... Yeah, it was a lot of different ones, man. But this one this one, this one, one seemed to fit a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree. So that's what we're going to go with. Enlightened Sounds will be the name of the music podcast. Going to be mainly starring me and Flock. Obviously, if other people from GI want to come on, that's going to be fine. We will also have this music podcast to be Patreon eligible. I know that we do yep. have some people like AB Smooth. Obviously, they want to get on here, so we will start no inviting doubt. you all later on. But we wanted to do this one first with just me and Flock as a pilot, as a test episode. See how you all engage it as we go along. So... With that being said, uh, another update, uh, we're in little, another little snippet that we want to point out. This will be in audio and video form. We are not going to put the entire podcast in video form. We're only going to do snippets. So, for example, the music reviews for the albums that you really, really care about, we'll do that. Or if you get into um, some very lengthy discussions on the various right. topics, we'll go ahead and chop that up and put that on the GI Updates channel. So be on the lookout for that. But the entire audio podcast will be available i will go ahead and get that up on all of your favorite platforms as soon as possible so you can listen to it on the go oh yeah. man the podcast world is great i never thought that this would be so exciting but we we may be some podcast heads now man i don't know about <laughs> the video stuff but the podcast may be where it's at so uh yeah that's it that's it for all the key points so let's get into what we're going to do here on the light and sounds let's start off with the notable music releases that just came out today friday august 10th uh so some of the notable ones that we have here is young nudie uh if you do not know who young nudie is it's actually 21 savage's cousin and uh he's been coming up down there in atlanta he came out with slime ball three actually two days ago on august the 8th <laughs> i know these names are funny as hell right <laughs> i was like young nudie like yeah actually I I didn't I didn't get that one at first, but eh, it'd be like that. So he dropped his uh his the next tape, Slime Ball Three. So y'all can check that out. Trippy Red. Uh, a lot of people have been waiting on his debut album. Uh, it has the craziest, like one of the craziest album covers that I've ever seen. <laughs> it's on some on some weird stuff, but he dropped Life's a Trip. So this is his first official debut album. So that just dropped today. So I can go ahead and check that out. I'm gonna listen to it and see what I think about it and uh depending on what y'all think we may have to review that one i'm sorry fly we may have to review that one next yeah. week man. <laughs> I, I, I gotta mentally prepare for these things <laughs> right right uh quavo he dropped three singles i actually saw somebody talking about this and i was like what you, like did he drop something else he dropped like three singles i don't know why he didn't make this just an ep but it's like just three separate singles on spotify uh working me bubblegum and lamb talk 
I'm gonna go ahead and listen to those as well once we're done with this and see what I'm thinking. But so yeah. far, so far, I, I saw people like Quavo by himself is a dud. So I'm at to check for myself and see what I think Word? about that one. Yeah, uh, people not feeling him on a solo tip. Everybody kept talking about him. Like, oh man. Right, exactly. So I don't know, man. It may just be one person who just didn't like it, but I had to check and see what I think about it myself. And yeah. finally, Neff the Pharaoh, another West Coast cat, done music yeah, with 40 uh, done music with Mozzie. So if you're not familiar with him, uh, he actually dropped the Big Chang Theory today as well. So I'm also give that one a listen to see what I think. Uh, so are any of those, <laughs> any of those actually interesting <laughs> you, Fluck? <laughs> Neff the Pharaoh by far is the, probably the, the the most interesting because I've heard of him before, so okay, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely that that one is probably the first one I'll I'll listen to to kind of numb me for the rest of the stuff I'm on. <laughs> word, word. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be fun, man. Yeah. Having having flock listen to all this stuff. It's gonna be yeah, it's gonna be fun. Yeah, definitely, definitely. All right, yo. So let's go ahead and switch over to the music news. Uh, I just want to bring up a disclaimer. We will not. Uh, we'll try to avoid it to the highest degree that we can. We're not going to talk about any gossip. We're not going to be talking about Takashi 69 every damn week. I'm so tired of that. So we're going to try to avoid that altogether. Any beef stuff, unless it's like really, really relevant. Like, unless we're talking about like diss tracks that are actually worth something. Right. We're not going to talk about that stuff. So all these dudes that are just jaw jacking and, and Twitter fingering and, and on Instagram <laughs> with these weird videos, we're not going to talk about this stuff. So if you're looking for that type of stuff on this show, you ain't going to get it. You can look at DJ Academics and all these other gossip people if you're trying to get that news. Because I'm, I'm frankly tired of it. I ain't trying to talk about this. So. Uh, we're just going to bring up a couple of music news hits that I saw coming around. Uh, Nicki Minaj, and this seems to be a problem with a lot of artists that use samples, uh, try to get these samples cleared. She has been having some issues bringing out her next album called Queen. Um, originally, it got pushed back to August 17th, which is next week. But now, apparently, it's dropping at noon, so actually less than an hour um, from now. So it's supposed to be dropping in. Uh, she said that she had a complication relating to the clearance of a Tracy Chapman sample. So that was the issue there. And uh, and on, on her Beats 1 show, she was saying that they're going to go track by track, like explaining it, the message behind every song or whatever. So uh, we'll see what happens with that. I'm not a Nicki Minaj fan. Um, I used to be back in the day when uh when Safari was ghost riding for her, but nowadays I'm really not checking for Nicki Minaj. I really never yeah. was, but I'm really yeah. not checking for her now. Like she's been having some issues. Apparently she's been on uh on pills and stuff, and people have been saying that she's just been acting weird, but like I've never really been a fan of her lyrical content. Uh Fly, what about you, man? Do you really been feeling Nicki Minaj uh. at all? Nah, I'm not a big fan anymore. I thought she was kind of, I thought she was had something going when she first, uh, she first, I mean, I remember before, you know, she was the the Barbie, you know what I'm saying, basically took what Lil' Kim said, you know what I'm saying, took the Lil' Kim uh, blueprint. I remember she was just the little rough and tough looking chick, yeah. but, you know, but it's, it's what it is. And the thing with the, uh, the speak on the, the whole sample and stuff, that, that is one of them things uh, that the producer has to has to learn how to do their homework because as a producer you got to know who and who you sample from what's you know what's an easy clearance and stuff. And I, I've never known Tracy Chapman because I, I remember Tracy Chapman I'm trying to think I, if I heard the song I, I if I'm familiar with the actual song was sample from but I know uh, 
a group back in the day called Nice and Smooth has sampled a Tracy Chapman song called, uh, one of her most popular songs, by the way, called Fast Car. And they uh, did it for a song called, they, uh, they did called Sometimes I Rhyme Slow. And um, I don't, I, I didn't hear anything then, but then again, when that song came out, I was like, like 11 or 12, but mm -hmm. I mean, but still, I, I don't know how, how tough that is. So, I mean, maybe, maybe the producers just didn't do their homework as far as like, checking to see if you know that's an easy clearance or not yeah and again it happened or a lot, or know. they can see who it was and they see in dollar signs like okay you gonna you gonna get make a killing off this i need more mm -hmm. yeah yeah that could also be it or some people just don't want it at all like there there's some of those artists that you just can't touch yeah. no matter what so don't that's, even try to sample anything from them yeah that's definitely that's definitely a reason why a lot of people don't like to go the sampling route when it goes to producing me personally that was the that was the only way i really knew with sampling because i don't know how to like sit and play play stuff so you know i learn how to like sample shit a lot of people use the publishing route because of stuff like this you know they want all their money off of that my thing is some people say hey, a little so, a lot of something is worse than a lot of nothing you know so sampling you just got to do your homework and know who you sampling from right right so we'll see what happens uh i'm can't say that i'm a fan of these like afternoon releases on friday it was already weird for me like getting used to just friday album releases period i don't even know how you right, feel right, about that Tuesday is typically the day. exactly like it, it seemed to be because it always used to be like games and albums came out on tuesday i had something to listen to at the beginning of the week now we gotta wait to the end of the week and even games have moved to friday too especially with nintendo because nintendo wants to be different they want to bring out stuff on friday but a lot of other labels um and publishers and companies are doing that too so friday just ended up becoming a day for albums and video games so uh it's whatever it's at the end of the week but i i guess i'm kind of getting used to it but i still don't really like it so it is what it is we'll see if this album comes out and and the barbies will go crazy on twitter and whatnot if it's whether it's fire or not that you know that's that's all a difference of opinion but her bars be riding for her so we'll see i know they'll be excited for it if it does drop on that time so we'll let y'all know uh second bit of news and this is kind of like something that i already knew but a new um new study has come out and they said according to a new report uh, labels, managers, concert promoters, and streaming services are taking the majority of these artists' money so that the artists are making a whopping 12% of the music industry's revenue. And, uh, and like I just said there, the streaming services, Apple Music and Spotify, they are the big giants. They are taking the majority of the money. And I don't know if you know this flag, but there have been a good amount of artists that have spoken out against these type of streaming services like apple music and spotify it was literally the whole reason why jay-z ended up going with title and getting all the artists because they want the majority of the money the streaming services are fucking them over and not giving them their change but on the other hand apparently in 2000 artists were only given seven percent so it actually went up but 12 percent is still extremely yeah. low extremely low so what do you think about this man because i feel like we really haven't progressed enough as far as artists getting the majority of their change uh as we know like these labels and we'll get on this later uh i feel like they're not really as relevant anymore as they were back in the day like an artist could just go truly independent and get the majority of their money uh from this stuff so what do you think about this uh this news report indeed man i was definitely gonna say things like like you know a while back couldn't couldn't get put out there get anything if you wasn't on a major now it seems like independent is definitely the way to go 
because you're cutting out the middle, man. Um, I mean, you know, Jada could said it <laughs> said it 15 years ago, man. Music industry is designed to keep you in debt. Like it just goes to show that a lot of people that watch these artists on television, stuff like that, and on the internet, they make you believe that they they live in this life that they really not living. Like because if they just if they just if they don't have like any outside ventures outside of music, there's a lot of people like I've seen like documentaries and stuff like that. Like yo, I had to hottest selling album and i'm driving a honda accord not that anything is wrong with a honda accord but if you see me on television all the time you would think i got you know i'm on range rover at least range rover status mm. so there's a lot of that i mean i i got hip to that that whole thing once i seen the whole uh tlc thing when they broke it down and left i kind of like broke it down how they was the highest selling uh group right pretty much of all time yeah and they said after after everything taxes and fees and all this other stuff they all was left with basically fifty thousand dollars to their name so that was that was kind of crazy they, they, they in these, these advances when they give artists these advances you have to pay that stuff back before you even see a dime from your album sales like all that stuff that these out these record labels do for you that's that's basically like a bonus and an advance and you have to pay all that back all of it record companies are the devil yo that's it's it's grimy out here yikes man yikes and uh i know back in the day we used to it's being naive kids we used to think that oh man if you sold a million records like you gotta be bringing in the dough right at least a million right but even back then like you really weren't getting that much money off of the physical copies because it costs money to make those cds it costs money to make those tapes it costs money to make those those actual records back then That's, that's physical production so those deals were actually very slim for how much you would get off of every record sale um the majority of an artist's revenue and i still feel like this is this is still the fact today is going on tour but tour. even, even yeah. going on tour though the promoters get a lot and, and again this article proves it like the the concert promoters are getting hella money off of it and the artists still aren't getting as much money as you think they are so like artists got to venture out into other things, uh, whether it's getting uh, like clothing deals, shoe deals, um, whether you're going into uh, the culinary industry, getting you some restaurants like you kind of got to have some other ventures because you're not getting that much money just off of your music alone. And this kind of makes me sad, like it makes me more sad because like I'm no longer that person that goes out and physically buys a, a CD. I'm all streaming now. Like that's what I've that's what I've transitioned to so the fact that like i'm listening to all this music and the artists still aren't getting paid kind of like it, it kind of make you feel bad it does it does make me feel bad but at the same time like streaming is so convenient for me it's now convenient. so i i don't see myself like going back just to you know get the artists a couple more dollars in their pocket so i feel like we still have to work on uh with mainly the streaming service i uh i would presume because like everybody is streaming stuff now we need to work on this so that uh the artists aren't getting fucked over and they get more money and i feel like it's going to be a even bigger uh backlash because i even saw like um lupe this week he went off on spotify to, uh this week as well talking about how they fucked them over and they're not giving him a lot of money so a lot of these artists are just upset man so like I wouldn't even be mad like if they just don't put their stuff in these streaming services period and they just go to like these other um websites that and just put it out as like a mixtape or something because i've seen artists do that they're like i'm not putting nothing on spotify i'm not putting nothing on apple music i'm gonna just like put it on that piff or something or, or my mixtapes.com and y'all just go get it if you want to 
So, man. I don't know, it's man. It's rough out here, man. It's it really rough is. out here. It really is. So, like I said, these artists you think they out here shining, man, trust me, they really ain't getting the money like you think they getting. So, let's move on to the uh, last piece, uh, bit of music news. So, Boss from Dreamville. Uh, he had one of my favorite albums for a debut album. I didn't think that I would like Boss like that, but he really came with it with his debut album. A lot of people have been wondering where he is. Dreamville has been stacking up their roster. They got G.I.D., they got Earth Gang, uh, just to name a couple of people. And uh, Boss, after J. Cole dropped his last video, uh, rapping on the Uchi Wally beat, which he absolutely killed, by the way, he said that Boss is next, and uh, he wasn't lying. Because Boss himself actually came out and said that his new album called Milky Way is coming out on the 24th of this month. And he got a video out with uh, ASAP Fur called Boca Raton. So I'm excited about this one. Fly, did you even listen to um to Boss before? Yeah. Um, the first time I heard him, I was actually at work. Dude from work put me up on the white dude, too. That's what made it funny. Oh. Uh, the night job that was the first time i ever heard yeah, from him. yeah yeah featuring j cole yeah and i was like yo this this kind of decent mm-hmm. like this shit actually pretty nice i'm like what's booty like boss i'm like all right cool i'm gonna start checking for him I've, I've been listening to him though ever since okay yeah two out of ride 2016 fire bro. fire so i'm excited about this one i'm glad my man's is uh is about to come out with a new project and uh we will for sure be listening to that one as well when it drops i'm very excited so let's get to it man the moment that you all have been waiting for, people have been asking since last week. Matter of fact, the day, the day that it <laughs> dropped. What you think about Travis Scott? What you think about Travis Scott, JG? I know you listen to What you think about it? All right. Yeah, you was waiting on it because I remember you kept talking about it. Like, man, I just wish you go ahead and hurry up and bring this out, man. A lot of people have. Really, a lot of people have. He's been... He's been really teasing it, but then not like again, not saying anything. He's kind of been keeping a hush on it. He just said that you know it's going to be called Astro World, but we didn't have a date, we didn't have anything. And nowadays, I feel like more hype gets driven in when you just say, "Oh man, all right, my album about to come out next week." Like it, instead of just saying, "Oh, it's going to come out like months in advance," and then all of a sudden it gets uh, pushed back or something. If you know that it's going to come out a week from now or two weeks from now. Uh, that I feel like that, that drives a more hype. I didn't think that that was going to work, but that seems to be like the new thing that's that's happening now. And I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at you just saying, hey, surprise, here's my shit. Like, <laughs> I, I actually think that's a good idea. So um, Astro World finally came out. And uh, we'll go ahead and uh, and review this one. The official GI Enlightened Sounds review with me and Flock. I had to get my man to listen to this one, so. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're not really a Travis Scott fan like that. Uh, but we'll, we'll go ahead and get into it. So uh, just going over some of the uh, features of the album. Uh, there are no listed features. And I feel like this is another thing that a lot of artists are doing. They want you to be surprised with who you hear on the track with them. So for, I ain't mad at that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of on the fence. I, I'm not mad at it, but at the same time, I kind of want them to, like, like get their actual credit on there because a lot of people like are speculating who was that who was that who was that and you got to actually right. look at the credits to see if, who it's, was on if it's somebody known i don't have a problem with that but if it's somebody that's not so much known then i'm like yeah get, put them put them on there so people can check for that person ah uh, okay okay if it's a you get what i'm saying if it's a lesser known artist you know say if it's a lesser known artist like if we if we got say a, a, a song and you got say you got twister on that no, everybody knows who Twisted. Is. Yeah. Everybody knows who J. Cole is. You know what I mean? So you hit a I mean somebody with a with a recognizable voice. That's why I use Twister, because you hear Twister, you know it's Twister. 
You know, he gonna come in. Got a little bit All right, damn, that's twisted. Oh snap! But if it's some dude that's you know what I'm saying out of, you know, out of wherever, some some spot, some small town in in Missouri, you know what I mean? Then you want to know who this guy is. So, so small town in Missouri, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right yeah i feel that though i feel that i i can't i can't uh, disagree with that one so uh the features on this album frank ocean drake sway lee james blake kid cuddy humming on the song stevie wonder with just the harmonica on the song juice Word? world yeah that will stop trying to be god and i had to find that out that just was by looking at it that harmonica even, yeah, with stevie wonder know. yeah I, I didn't know that damn either. i didn't even know that uh-huh uh so Going along, Juice World, Pharrell, Tame Impala, The Weeknd, 21 Savage, Gunna, Nav, Quavo, and Takeoff. Those are the notable people that are all featured on this album. Even if it's something this small, it's just playing an instrument. They were featured on there. So I was like, yo, okay, you got CB1 on there. That's kind of big because that harmonica was going off on Stop Trying to Be Guy. Uh, favorite songs for me personally i like carousel that's the second song and i feel like this is probably the most notable song on the album is stop trying to be god uh, like i mentioned before um and then once you find out like who the features actually are on there that's got the same reaction that fly guy you're like oh, all right well i ain't <laughs> know that it's pretty cool so that was the one with james blake kid cutting and cv wonder on it um as far as like this album's anticipation matching up to my hype i feel like it met my expectations especially just with the features on there alone like because frank ocean is kind of one of those features i'm not going to say that he's on andre 3000 level but he does draw a lot of hype whenever like you just randomly hear him just because of, like they don't bring out music like that so whenever you hear them it's kind of refreshing so i'll like okay you got frank ocean on there uh, Drake on sicko mode a lot of people were upset because the first beat that they had they were like oh Drake about to go off he about to go off and then they was like nope we're gonna cut that off we're gonna play another beat put Sway Lee on there and then we're gonna bring another beat on there and we're gonna get Tay Keith that's a uh, block boy JB's his uh producer we trying to get high he was on there and he put Drake back on that beat uh to finish it, the song off so it was like three songs in one on sicko mode um so that was that was interesting how he kind of flipped that in and had them all on there uh again stop trying to be guide which actually has a visual for it as well which is pretty cool and of course he put his baby mama uh kylie on there to be like a an angel or something i'm, I'm guessing that's what she was she was all glowed up in gold or something on that video so if you haven't seen that check that one out uh i wish they would have actually had stevie wonder in the video too but they didn't they had james blake they didn't have kid cutting on there because i guess he was he was just humming so i guess that he wasn't important enough <laughs> to really get on there and i didn't even know that was him humming at first because it didn't oh, it man. didn't sound like his typical hum he was like in a different key or something but people love kid cutty's humming i'm i'm not gonna lie i'm kind of one of those people too uh <laughs> uh yeah pharrell taming paul in the weekend on uh on one song and then the weekend on another song that was wake up but it was like kind of hard to like catch some of these people like if you weren't actually listening or paying attention to the production because some of these people working together like Pharrell and Tame Impala were working on one one song and I was like really like I didn't I didn't get like the Pharrell vibe uh on that song let me actually uh I think it was No Bystanders was uh was a song with them on I was like I was like okay um because I didn't really I didn't really hear a Pharrell vibe it was more Tame Impala on that one and then the weekend was just like into vocals in the back 
in the background on that one and then on actual wake up then he was he was actually on the hook so uh so that was interesting i feel like just a lot of these beats um he i feel like he didn't do a lot of them himself he got a lot of help on this one and it's not a bad thing because i love travis scott's production all together um if a lot of people don't know travis scott actually influenced kanye's new sound like after 808 and heartbreaks nobody knew who travis scott was but he was working in the background and helping kanye a lot um and that's how i first heard about him and then when travis scott dropped uh al pharaoh that's when i first like really really caught on to travis scott he's never really been like the strongest rapper to me like he doesn't really say anything that i'm like wow that was that was so cool. that was so dumb yeah he doesn't have bars but i feel like travis scott always makes up for it with his production i'm always a fan of his production um, on this one again he didn't showcase it as much as i would have hoped but i feel like the features that he did have just gave me different sounds from one song to the next i didn't really feel like every song was like a carbon copy of the last one i like how he transitioned the songs especially from like stargazing the carousel and in the carousel of sicko mode how he broke that up in threes and had three different sounds on that like you would think that you were listening to three different songs the way that he broke it up and then like he followed up with R.I.P. Screw, that was a slower song. Stop Trying to Be God was a slower song. And then like it, it just kind of like went slow and then it sped back up towards the end. So I think that's what I really like, just the, the way that he actually laid the album out. And I would say that again, it exceeded my expectations. Um, I was happy to um, for this to come out. And I don't know though, I'm, I'm, the only thing that I'm confused about is, do I like Astroworld better than better than um uh, birds in the trap scene mcknight i don't know because yeah kendrick on that one he had andre 3k on that one so he has some good features on that one too i know the tba said he hated that shit and he didn't like World either but uh but i'm still a travis scott fan i know that a9 was hyping the hell out of this album and that's what made that's what made job you want to listen to that one in the first place but i liked it though um i really liked it before i get my number grade i mean when I'm, my number score excuse me uh fly what do you think about astroworld i i i'm almost i gotta put this out there first disclaimer i'm not a big travis scott fan but i went into this uh, in this for my boy Aina, shout out to Aina. He like fly i don't know if you're gonna like it because i know the type of stuff you like he like but you listen to it to it with an open mind so i'm like you got my word and that's exactly what i did i didn't go into it with any bias or you know you know ulterior motive or anything just to you know just to go into it to say oh it's trash that ain't me i listened to it um i will uh i, I could just say it was it was interesting you know so <laughs> that's that i will say okay <laughs> it was interesting to say the least i will say i didn't i didn't buy into all the hype that it that it got I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. You know what I mean? I was kind of like, okay, I, I can see why some people was feeling it though. I can definitely see why some people were feeling it. Um, one of the songs that I think didn't don't get the I know a lot of people were uh, a lot of people like the um what was the song called? You said it too, start with a uh shoot. Uh I just know it wasn't one of my favorites, but um I one of my favorites on there was uh Butterfly Effect. Cause okay. I just thought it was, I thought that was, that one was well done. Yeah. That was one of the first songs that he like debuted. 
Yeah, far, like, I like singles. that song. I actually like that song a lot. So when I when I listen to it, you know, matter of fact, I just say my 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 three favorite songs on the album was uh was Wake Up, Who, What, and a uh, Butterfly Effect. Those okay. are my favorite songs on the album, and um, I thought those songs were like it wasn't it, it wasn't the the I want to say the sexy songs on the album. I thought it was something. It was more, you know, it was just more. It was something more, and I, that's what I'm looking for. I'm always looking for more. I'm not a fan of auto tune, and that's pretty much what his, you know, signature style is, sound and stuff is. So, but I did go into it with an open mind, and um, I didn't, I didn't hate it at all. Like I, I, I thought I was gonna be like, oh, you know, you full of it, you know, <laughs> y'all full, of, you know, what I'm saying because he kept saying it. Was, didn't he say it was album of the year? Yeah, like he said he, that he immediate, it, immediately. Yeah, he said the album of the year. I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> We can't we can't do that, man. Don't be a prisoner of the moment. I tell people don't be a prisoner of the moment. Say something is the greatest and stuff. Two months later. It's yeah, it's a classic. We throw that we throw that around so much. Uh, that word classic goat. We throw those terms around so much now they well people people do that all the time. Me, I, I'm I'm more of a let's wait and see. let's see if it if let's see if it ages well stuff like that before i call anything a classic true true and let me but, correct myself it was skeletons that was a song with pharrell tame Paula in the weekend because i know people go yeah that, 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 the real talk is that nobody uh, okay sorry it was it was skeletons right. <laughs> all right and the song i was thinking about was carousel that was the one i know uh carousel, everybody the liked. second song yeah the one with uh yeah. with frank ocean on it yeah on, yeah that, that's the one i know everybody liked i i just you know i always try to I always try to go you know go left when everyone goes right to try to you know sift through you know through the other shit to see mm-hmm. if i could find something else and that's what i did with those three that i named i thought those three songs were really good i liked them a lot okay okay so we'll let you start off with this one what would be your number score for travis scott astroworld my score um we're going out of five right out of five don't hate me y'all but i gotta give it a th- it's still even with those songs that I like. It's still to me, it's still a little just above average. Right. You said it. You said a three because you kind of broke up. Yeah. Okay. A three. I'm sorry. A okay. Three. A three. All right. All right. I definitely got to give it a four. Uh, if we were doing halves, I would give it a four and a half. It's um for how many songs? Oh yeah, and that was gonna be my next question. Too. Hey, we can do halves. I forgot about that one. Um, but for 17 songs, it's hard for me to stay interested for the majority of it. But as I was listening to it the first time and the second time, I was like, okay. I'm but gonna... hold on, Jay. But hold on. If it's a classic, you can listen to it. If it's a classic, you classic, can, li- you can listen to it. Because a lot of classic albums end. that have come out before, prior to this, has six. 17 songs we got classic double albums that that are out here in the world classic double album this is true yeah i mean i wu-tang forever that's that's one of the first ones i think of classic album and that's a double double album right right but i would say nowadays for me at least (laughs) nowadays for me it's hard Nowadays, for Nowadays, we'd be lucky we get more than six songs. Yeah, I'm not mad enough <laughs> for dropping 17 songs, but again, it's hard for people in this day and age uh, with the ADHD generation to... Yeah, attention span. Yeah, to, to just stay and like have all these songs in like your playlist and your daily rotation and all of that but i would say that this album did actually do that. It's only a couple songs like I, I did actually did not like Wake Up. Um, 
and then what what other songs i didn't like because it's a couple of songs that i didn't put on my actual playlist i download the whole album but i didn't put every song on my playlist so i would say like it's just two songs in the middle um that i wasn't really a fan of it was a little bit too slow for me as far as just five what percent. i five percent ten was cool i actually i actually liked that that one though that but, was one i that was one i didn't really care for five percent mm, like i don't i don't like to talk about what i don't like mm. so that's why i didn't really name but like if i had to pick one song that i really wasn't a, a a a huge fan of it would probably be uh astro thunder or was it yosemite it was one of those i know it was towards the middle like towards the middle of the album yeah there's like the 11th and 12th songs there astro thunder and yosemite because i like nc17 that was the one with uh 21 savage on mm -hmm. it but yeah, but I but overall I like the majority of the songs. So when I can like the majority of the songs, especially in the 17, um, 17 track album, then I think you have a pretty good album on your hands. So again, the only thing that I'm just battling with myself is do I like Astro World better than uh, Birds in the Trap Saints Midnight? Because I always like to compare. Uh, did I enjoy this album as much as, as much as the last? And if I did, or if it was way better, then then I would give it a better score in my book. Uh, but I'll give it I give it a four. I'm not gonna give it a four and a half, but I will definitely give it a four um, And yeah, that's that's what I think. That's just what I think. That's what I give. Uh, that's what I give Astro World. So There we go. There we go. Any other uh, any other thoughts on that one slot? No, no, I like I said before I went to it with an open mind and I gave y'all my honest and humble opinion of it Yeah, just don't don't call this one a classic just yet <laughs> i will listen to it a little bit more i hate saying that there's uh that anything is a classic nowadays and if i hear anyone saying that travis scott or oh, got bars or something or or trying to recite lines and i'm gonna i'm gonna question you because he's never really been that type of person if you like the production which i know the majority of y'all do then uh just say that say the production was amazing yo i was i was messing with the vibe on this one i like the features on it you can say all of that but right if you're talking about like travis scott himself like the songs by himself um i would feel like the production again would be the strongest points on that one because because the bars really aren't his strong point so so let me ask you something though before yeah. we go to the next album yeah because we throw since this word classic gets thrown around so much <laughs> What's the last, what's the most recent album that you've listened to? I mean, that's come out, the most recent album that you've listened to, would you consider a classic? Uh, I would say the most recent, like if we're talking about this year. Within the, well, I say, no, I say within like, I'll get, hell, this year, I'll give you five years. Five years. I'll give five you a five-year cushion. Like, seriously. Okay. I can name maybe two. I would say I would say that damn is a classic. Damn, yep. that's it. That's yeah. all. That's the first. That's all. That's the first thing I think of is damn. I, I thought it was just me. I almost want to give it to Kod, almost. But there were a couple of songs like when he was doing the uh, the I forgot it's kill something, whatever. It's kill Edward. Excuse me. When he was doing a couple of songs with Kill Edward, I was like, okay, like it was kind of like like an experiment, and I wasn't like really a super fan of that but i almost want to give it to kod just because it was it was so impactful as far as like the actual lyrical content and the beat selection that he had on there um but i'll, I'll give that a little bit more time to marinate as far as like whether i think it's a classic or not and you said last five years it's hard hard to think about 
last five years. I would have to go back, but that's the first one off the top of my head that I would definitely yeah, say. That's the first thing I thought of. I'm like, yeah. I can't really, I can't nothing because if you can't really think of it off the top of your head, then is it really a classic? Yeah, that's that's that's, that's, that's definitely Sam. a good point. Definitely a good point there. So I get back to you on that one since you said five, <laughs> you said last five years. I, I get we'll back do that on the next. Yeah, we, yeah, that'll be our next topic. So there you go, there you go. All right, moving on to the next album review, Mac Miller Swimming. A lot of people were wondering what is this album going to sound like because this is the album right after he broke up with Ariana Grande. And I know he's probably more than sick of the news involving her because pretty much anytime you talk about her, Matt Miller gets mentioned. That's just how it is when you are dating another celebrity as yourself, especially someone who's bigger than you in, in a lot of people's eyes. So a lot of people are wondering, what is this going to sound like? Is it going to be extremely depressed? Is it going to be more of a reflection album? And I really feel like he he wasn't exactly depressed. I felt like this is like again the reflection type of album for me like right after all of that stuff was going on i know that he was addicted to drugs at first so he's been going through it he's not really in the spotlight as much and i feel like when he was in the spotlight it was just again because of ariana grande not really for himself a lot of people aren't checking for mac miller like you would think only the like diehard fans that liked him from the beginning are really checking for him now i know that a lot of people did say that his last album the divine feminine was fire i really wasn't a fan because it was more of like the old the uh the slow down singing type of thing and i wasn't used to that from mac miller but a lot of people did say that they liked the divine feminine again i wasn't really a fan so i was hoping that swimming wasn't going to be exactly like that he did have some slow songs on here but he did have some like some upbeat type of things too um so as far as this album swimming he has no features on it um it, whatever features that there are will probably just be background vocals and they will just be credited but it's nobody notable that you would you know yeah, even i didn't know pick about. up on it yeah it wasn't anybody so we're just going to say that this album has no features uh, my favorite songs on here will be hurt feelings self-care and small worlds i actually heard small worlds as a single before this album came out and i was like okay i was kind of messed with that one but hurt feelings will probably be my number one just because it's the most upbeat i actually did like that production a lot I'm, i actually want to know who made that one because i actually really really was vibing to that one and uh and self-care was fire too but again like this album was more about reflection it was just going over like everything that's been going on with his life uh talked a little bit about like his breakup who he's dealing with now and uh and, and some other things that's again been going on with him um it's not it's not something that i would listen to or or like bump it's not anything that you can bump in the whip at all um because it's a lot more uh slow type of uh type emotional, of piece here. emotional type of um, yeah it's, it's something that like you will listen to like if if you were feeling some type of way like in your yeah. room or something while it's raining <laughs> or something like that um <laughs> uh, but it was it was cool though like again there are only a few ones that i like but i wouldn't say like that it was something that i would like necessarily save and listen to on another day just just out of the blue it would only be like those couple of songs that i put on my playlist but it will be something that I, that I would just kind of like just forget about when it comes to like next week if something else comes out. So, uh, what do you think about this one? I was I I thought like when I originally uh, first time I heard Mac Miller, he was um on a song with Rhapsody 
called Roundtable Discussion. That's the first time I'd ever heard heard of them. Um, this was on her uh, album back in like 2012, I believe it was uh, the idea of Beautiful, and I um, I think I thought he was I thought he was pretty nice. I'd like okay, he's, he sounds pretty cool. He got a a real distinctive voice, like that 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 drag kind of slurs voice mm. a little bit, but it worked for him. And um, when I listened to it, once again, I, I go in, I go into it with an open mind. I went into it thinking, okay, he he's all right, but it 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 was definitely a different sound from him on this one. I wasn't even aware of all that, you know, all that stuff with him, you know, his chick and all that. So I was just like, okay, this sounds like an emotional album. And that's the first take I got from it. I'm like, but it's cool. I'm a sitting there. I'm gonna listen to it. Um, my favorite songs uh, off the album were uh, "Hurt Feelings." Uh, Small Worlds, 2009, and uh, and I gotta give an honorable mention to Perfecto as well. I thought Perfecto was pretty cool too. It was a nice song too. And I remember uh, when I listened to 2009, I had to listen to it like twice. I'm like, I'm like I'm getting a coming out the closet vibe for a second, man. It's like certain stuff he was saying, but I'm like, maybe it's just me, you know, reading too much into it. But oh no, I thought it was a dope song, 2009. That's probably my probably my favorite song on the Dead and Small Worlds. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, he's 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 a he's a nice artist, man. He's a nice artist and come across as a as a genuine dude too. So I could definitely respect that. Yeah, I feel like he's underrated. Um, I know that some people are talking about this because I think we're talking about this on stream. Like, uh, a lot of people didn't like Mac Miller when he was quote unquote backpack rapping, like when he first came right. out. <laughs> so a lot of people weren't fans of that. But I feel like he's definitely evolved and and found like another lane. Um, especially like with everything that's been going on with them i feel like you can't like be rapping about the same type of stuff like if if that's not what your life is about now so um i'm not mad at it uh but again like it's not an album for me personally it's not a bad album at all i just want to get that out of the way it's not a bad album at all it's just not the album for me like i personally like either bars like you give me straight bars or you give me upbeat uh type of production and this album just wasn't it as far as like upbeat type of stuff but that's not where his life is so like he had a couple of those songs but a lot of it would just slow down and and that's just that's just not what my life is that's not that's not what i'm trying to listen to on a daily basis because it's gonna make me sad what i took from it is that um you know how some people say oh i made this album for me yeah type of deal i i that's Someone, if he was to say that, I would believe him. You know, some people say that shit when they album tank, and he'd be like, "Oh, you just put that way. You should have kept that shit." You know, so you should listen to that shit in your car or in your house. You know what I'm saying? But this right here, I just felt like, like you said, he was going through shit, kind of came out. This was what his frame of mind was. And I feel like anybody, this is one of them uh, relatable albums. Like you have to relate to what he's talking about to get it, and you have to be in that frame of mind at the time to get it. You can't just pop this shit and hop in hop in the truck with your boy and be like yo check out this mac miller shit slamming dude like, you know what I'm saying? You right yeah not at all you can't do that you know what i'm saying but you gotta you gotta be like you know i right, i'm i'm feeling kind of down me and my girl going through it yada 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 i'm a i'm a listen to this hurt feeling because i got hurt feeling <laughs> you know what I mean? so <laughs> that's, just, that's just what I, that's just what i took from it but all in all it's it, it's not bad at all like i said you have to you have to dissect it take what he's giving you in his album right it right. may not be for everybody agreed agreed so for this album i will give it i will give it a three it's, it's gonna be right in the middle for me 
um he has some songs that i like not every song again i put on my playlist only put the song that i basically mentioned on my playlist and the conversations i actually like conversations part one as well so that that song was upbeat and i actually enjoyed that one but it could be something that i'm not going to save the entire album i'll just save the song that i like and then just move on i'll listen to those but and i'm not trying to listen to the entire album just constantly so i give it right in the middle um again for a reflection album it's perfect definitely perfect for him and uh and for all the like diehard mac miller fans you might have been feeling the same type of way that he felt like after the ariana grande breakup because i know some of y'all are like way too invested in other people's relationships you know <laughs> you know who you are <laughs> you stalk people so oh uh, man people are like man ariana grande did him wrong and da, 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 blah blah mac miller did deserve it whatever happened i know that you all are, are too invested into it so you probably were really 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 feeling what he was saying on this album so i know you all like it but mac miller is definitely not for everybody you definitely got to be in a certain type of mood so i'll just give me a, a middle ground three me i got i'm gonna give it you know what i'm gonna give it a three and a half okay i'm gonna give it a three and a half only because i i'm basing it off alpha the album with you know that we going over i liked it more I, I can I actually liked it more than I liked Astro World. Wow, I did. Yeah. Okay, I liked I liked it more than I liked Astro. Like I, I liked opinion. it more. Yeah, I mean it's, <laughs> it's cool. I mean I'm 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 embracing that, but you know whatever whatever hate comes my way for that. But I I just felt like I'm basing it off of what I know Mac Miller can do, and what I know Travis Scott known to do. And I felt like. You know, Mac Miller stuff didn't get all the hype that Travis Scott's album got. I feel like Mac Miller's came kind of like out of nowhere. And I, I can relate to, like I said, I can relate to, you know, his emotions and stuff like that. So it's like, for me, it's just like when Eminem makes one of those type of songs. Like a lot of people trashed Eminem's album. But it was songs on there, like when you listen to it, yeah, some of it sounded dated, but you still get it. Mm -hmm. I mean, you still get it. It just didn't come across as a typical Eminem album. This right here wasn't a typical Mac Miller album, but on the flip side, he wasn't going through his typical phase either. You got to think about all the stuff he went through, he's gone through. So for that, I give him, maybe I gave him the extra half because I, I felt sorry for him. I felt bad for him. I don't know. Maybe maybe that's the case. I'm not sure. But I, I did I did feel like for me, I could, I could definitely, I could definitely say I didn't, I didn't hate it, but I, I actually liked it. I thought it was cool. I thought it was a cool album. Mm, okay, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. And for you, ladies and gentlemen, the last album that we're going to review this week's episode is YG Stay Dangerous. And let me say this right now I am not a YG fan at all. I do not like West Coast beats. Um, I, I don't like the Bay Beats at all. The only real beats that I could stand which is again it's 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 uh i mean it's a legend that we're talking about dr, dr. Dre. dre yeah absolutely dr dre <laughs> but he used a lot of old school samples when he made his stuff so it really wasn't the typical sound uh the typical west coast sound because he put his own flavor on it that's the only real person i can stand on the west coast maybe dj quick a little bit but again he kind of falls into that that realm of a lot of like super duper west coast type of type of sounds on that one so i'll say that it's distinctive yeah, it's definitely distinctive. So um, for YG, I know a lot of people said that like still to this day, their favorite album for him was his first debut album, My Crazy Life. A lot of people praised that one. Uh, they wanted to get a whole bunch of rewards and stuff. And uh, and a lot of people still talk about that one. So It was tight, though. 
and I still wasn't a fan. Like I listened to it because everybody was hyping it up, but I still don't like my crazy life because it was so West Coast. It was so West Coast. Um, but when Stay Dangerous, he actually did not keep all of his beats West Coast. He actually did have some like some regular beats from other producers, and and that's why I can actually <laughs> stand regular beats. <laughs> yeah, not no West Coast beats. Some some other others uh, nations, <laughs> some other coast type of beats, man, from from other people not on the West Coast or people who just don't make the typical West Coast stuff. So. Um, so I went ahead and, and went into it with that mindset that I'm going to try to give this whole thing a listen. And he actually has some songs again with, with some other type of beats that I can actually stand. So like, um, so let's see, what did I choose here? Uh, actually let's go over the feature before I even go over what I, what I chose in my favorite song. Actually, I didn't even put that on there, which is weird. Um, so features on this one comes from J305, ASAP Rocky. Two Chains, Big Sean, Nicki Minaj, which are all on the same song, Big Bank, Ty Dolla Sign, Young Boy Never Broke Again, and Mozzie. So Mozzie's another West Coast cat as well, and NJ305. Um, so the songs that I ended up liking was Handgun, the song with ASAP Rocky. Uh, I liked Suwu. I liked Can't Get In Kanada. And Slay. Oh, and, and 666, which I, I hate when they be naming songs that, because that's, that's also weird. So even though I'm not really religious, but I just don't like this stuff. Uh, but the song when Young Boy Never Broke Again, 666, that one was cool. But pretty much everything else that I did not name, uh, well, Bulletproof, actually, it wasn't Super West Coast, but pretty much everything else that I named was a West Coast beat. And for me, I just can't get with it. I don't care what YG is saying. I can't get with it at all. Um, but I know pretty much everybody in the bay like loves loves the west coast sound so i know that like y'all are just eating this stuff up but for me how many songs i named it one two three four i ain't even like big bank that's, that's kind of crazy one two three four five six six out of 15 songs did not have like a, a west coast sound or or just was just something that like i wasn't feeling at all so uh so, I mean, it's it's almost half, but it's just not for me. I will say that it's just not for me. I'll give YG one thing, though. Like, he really got the West Coast popping again. I would say him in the game right now are probably the only two that are like, besides Kendrick, of course. But I feel like Kendrick, even though he's on the West Coast, he has a different type of sound. I don't even like, I don't even like categorize him and like the West Coast movement, even though like he's he's clearly running it. But as far as like the people who like keep it straight West Coast, I feel like it's YG in the game over like the past 10 years that has been keeping the West Coast alive. And YG got everybody thinking that they bloods and stuff, talking about Bick and Bag being bull and stuff. So he's at least like come up with like a cultural movement that's not just on the West Coast. So I give, I definitely give YG that. He definitely evolved his game as far as that, but he keeps it so West Coast. I ain't mad at him because that's just his style. Like, I ain't gonna tell YG to not be YG. <laughs> like, you see see what's going on right now with who he's, uh, who he's apparently beefing with. Like, I don't even know why I keep trying this, man, but he's so West Coast, and, and that's just him. But, again, like, this sound is just not for me. I can only get with, again, like, six songs off of this album. So, that's just uh, this, this is how I feel. And, and YG, again, is not that type of person that, like, has, like, some, some intricate lyrics or, or whatever, intricate bars. He just keeps it so street. 
and that's why I think a lot of people just like him and, and obviously the people like who are in the same situation that he's been in or we're still in they can just fully relate to it so I think that's where like he gets a lot of his flavor and a lot of his support from is more people that can relate to it or people that just want to fake and be fake bloods maybe that's it as well because <laughs> I think I think a lot, a lot of, of them just, out yeah a lot of them do like that stuff they like that faking so that's uh that's my opinion on it starting off so what do you think about uh stay dangerous um let me go on record by saying I have zero problem with the West Coast. <laughs> I fucks with the West Coast. Oh, I'm watching my language. I mess with, I rocks with the West Coast. I think y'all, uh, I think, I think West Coast artists just have, they have this, uh, this innate ability to, most of them for the most part, to just ride what they're good at or what they know and it works for them. So, um, as far as like West Coast artists, they like West Coast beats. They like, you know, those strings and, you know what I'm saying? That, that Roger Troutman, uh, you know, you know a lot of that, you know, a lot of the past, a lot of sense and stuff like that. I don't have a problem with that. Like, it's always something different. I mean, even you know when hip hop was at its apex, when uh the, when New York was running everything, I I still would listen to DJ Quick. I still listen to NWA. I still listen, you know, Ice Cube. You know, they, the West Coast artists, the Dog Pound. You know what I'm saying? Snoop, all that. I still listen to all that stuff. Razzcaz. Still one of my favorite artists to this day. Uh, shout out to Fashawn. You know, saying there's a lot of lot of dope artists on the on the West Coast. So um, YG, I'm not gonna sit here and say I'm I'm a, a huge fan of his music because I'm not. But um, his first album was pretty nice, though. I liked it. Mm -hmm. His first album was pretty nice. Uh, my favorite songs on the on the album, I'll just name. Uh, well, I only got three. Um, was uh, Sue Whoop, Too Brazy, and uh, Deeper Than Rap. I think those are probably to me those are the best songs on there, at least for my liking. Um, I know I know I get what JG is saying, and for anybody who's on the West Coast, don't don't get offended. It's just you know it's preference. You know it's it's a preference. You got people from I'm from Chicago. Some people from Chicago only like drill music. You know what I mean? I can't stand it. That's just me. You know what I mean? That's just me. But people got preferences of what they like. We got preference what they what they do. Uh, West Coast production. I think um, they do is at some point do need to evolve, you know, not just do like that way. You know, everybody can't, you know, make California love. You know, everybody can't make California love beats all the time. You know, that shit is right. Like, you hear California love, you know, that's a West Coast beat. You hear it. You know what I mean? So it's like certain, you know, distinctive sounds. It's just what artists are known for. I, I think that YG is a, is a cool artist. I don't, you know, I don't think it's nothing wrong with that people who who are into it i don't think anything wrong with it for people who's not into it just i i think the album i think the album overall was average it's average i think it was average i know some people love it some people hate it <laughs> i thought it was average that's pretty much all i got i don't really really know really much to say about it. i mean he had he had um i don't want to say a lot of features but then again yeah it was a lot of features yeah uh, he had a he had a lot you did have a lot of features. I'm not a fan of having a bunch of features on your album. I, I just, I'm just not because I feel like if you can carry your own, can carry your own. Like some of my favorite albums don't have features on them, or very no more than two or three features on them. That's what makes to me what makes a classic album. You carry your own shit. I, to to me, this album didn't carry it. Yeah, other a lot of people on it to help him. Yeah. And, I, and, it, and it wasn't like it was new people, new artists either. It's like if you you putting mm -hmm. some people on, that's one thing. 
like I remember like like say like a I take Lil Kim's La Bella Mafia album, which I think was her best work. Um, she put a lot of people on on the album. I, that's what a lot of people got introduced to Mano and stuff like that. Like she put people on. So, you know, that's what I'm saying. You got guys that's already established, Tooch, Big Sean, Ty Dollar Sign, Quavo, ASAP Rocky, you know what I'm saying? The young boy, you know, NBA young boy. Like these people are people we already know. So don't have a bunch of features. You got 15 songs and one, two, three, four, five, six of them got features on. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like if it wasn't for the features, let me see, it's only well, it it was two songs, but again, it had a different type of sound. It was two songs that I named that did not have a feature on there that I actually like. YG by himself for a lot of these songs, I just can't get with. That's that's just me. I felt like with the features on there, that was the reason why I could deal with it, and it, it had a different type of sound. Um, and with that being said, hold on, but that isn't that kind of counterproductive, though. It, I mean, it is though. So before anybody says, yo, you hate it, like, listen to what Jay said, listen to what I said. I'm a fan of not having features. Like, the song, two of the three songs that I like didn't have features on them. Uh, I, yeah, two of the songs that I like, Deep in the Rap and Subu, didn't have features on them. But Two Brazy had Mozzie on it. And that's cool. You know what I'm saying? Because not a lot of people know who Mozzie is. Not yeah. a lot of people know who Mozzie is. So that's that's fine. But when you have, like, bigger name artists, you know, on your song, and that's your favorite song, most of the time, it's not because of, you know, you. <laughs> Were we joking about that? Like, like last night we were talking about the uh, about the three thousand uh, syndrome. Yeah, like he's on there on your song. You might as well just call it a three thousand song because he's gonna outrhyme you every time. Really? And the only people, reason why people are gonna like it is because he's on it. Walk it out. Saying a couple other songs too, but I digress. Right. <laughs> so, so yeah, like the majority of the songs I like had features on them. So I feel like. Did I really like YG on here, or did I like the the artist that was that was featured on there? So it most likely for me is the, the latter. Yeah, it's the it's the latter. So YG by himself, I just can't get with. But again, I know why a lot of people like him. Again, I ain't never gonna trash nobody because YG is still a good artist in my opinion. He's just not for me. That's that's what we like to say now. He's not for me. So, uh, Flock, what would you give Stay Dangerous out of five? A three. Three. And that's a generous three. Because I started to give it a two and a half. Mm. I'm going I to started... give it a two and a half. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I am. It just it just didn't do enough <laughs> for me. JG is man. the Russian judge, <laughs> y'all. <laughs> nah, it didn't, it didn't do enough for me, dog. Like, I know that uh, Chaos, and again, it's it, it seems to be a trend here, right? Chaos is in the, on you're the, on the West, West Coast. Coast. Yeah. If yeah. you're on the West Coast, you love this stuff. I'm not mad at you. This is what you grew up with. So, again, I totally understand. I'm from the Midwest, so... Like we, I don't so, even know what our sound was. We we got exposed. So. But see, the thing is, with us, we in the middle of everything. We got exposed to everything. So we got exposed to everything. That's why when you heard me name like and uh, named all these artists, like the, all these artists, we were ex we were fortunate enough to be exposed to because we were in the middle. Then you had then uh, let's not even forget the folks down south. You know what I'm saying? Like Scarface, Ghetto Boys, and you know say all that other stuff. Even to the the No Limit shit, and Cash Money. You know what I'm saying stuff like. I wasn't the biggest fan of that stuff, but I was exposed to it. So we, you know, then you go east, you go, you know, saying Atlanta, you go to Florida with Trick Daddy and them, Atlanta with, you know, T.I. and Outkast and all those acts up north with Biggie. And, you know, like, it, I, it, I had to I had the, the fortune to listen to everything. So 
that's why I, I, I listened to to it differently. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's what it was too. We just literally had everything like coming through us to get to the other coast. All the West Coast stuff we ended up getting exposed to. Um, Kansas City for some reason ended up getting exposed to a lot of stuff from the Bay. They had that connection uh, with uh, with Mac Dre and, and everything. So they absolutely oh, yeah. love Mac Dre. And then you got a uh, Tech Nine there too, which is a really good artist. Dope so, artist. Yeah. So they had a lot of West Coast. Uh, a West Coast. Culture. I gotta listen to his shit too. Yeah. I, I owe it. I owe it to myself to listen to it. True. True. And then like we didn't have a sound for the longest. And then Nelly came out. Nelly and Chingy, and all of a sudden like they had no <laughs> idea what our sound was, but they liked it anyways. Uh, but even before that, before and after, like we still don't. Well, we got Smino now, but he's still like he has a totally different sound like we never really found our sound in st louis we were just kind of all over the place so we literally had to like listen to everybody from every coast down south up north west coast east coast it didn't even matter uh we did have to get exposed to everything so you know i do have a preference um uh, but i understand why like the west coast people a lot of west coast people definitely stuck to who they know in the bay a lot of people in new york they stuck to what they knew up north and same thing down south like when you're in the middle of like the whole artist movement and, and whatever sound that y'all have it's totally understandable like why you're kind of biased because it's like what you listen to the majority of the time and you may not have been exposed to anything else so so there you go um but yeah chaos was like man this this yg is hot man like this shit is class i was like all right here you go he about to say the same um, thing and then i listened to it i was like uh, are we listening to the same thing, man? I, yeah. was, I just don't know about this one. I don't know. It, it what, just, the, what the what the man what the man I say? Do y'all listen to music or you just skim through it? Through it. it. Yeah. So yeah. it was just like whatever. Like it's not a bad album, but it's just not for me. I'm just I'm just not a YG fan. Like I tried. I even listened to um I listened to his last album too, um which was I this a lot. Still Brazy. Y'all listen to Still Brazy as well. And again, I wasn't a fan. Uh, the only song I really like was uh, Why You Always Hating, and that had Drake and Kamaya on it. Uh, but I can't really name another song from that album that I like. So it was, it was and just that's more... crazy. If you can't do that, bro, then you've done all you can do. Yeah. <laughs> at yeah. this point. It's this like, is like I... with the classic stuff that I asked you earlier. Like, if, if nothing, if this is what music does to you, people. Like, if like a classic, you know exactly what you did that day when you first heard it you know what day of the week it was you know what grade in school you were in you know what you had on what you ate that day you know what I'm saying you remember all of that shit man like what you exactly what place in life you were when you heard that that classic song or classic album for the first time and it's not a lot that's out right now that's doing that yeah yeah that's his uh that's his the unfortunate truth so Again, stop calling everything a classic unless, like, you can name all the songs on the album, what you were doing at that time, if you can recite right. some lyrics and all that. Like, that's that mm -hmm. would label it to be a classic. A classic, absolutely. But again, we live in the ADHD generation. It's a lot of stuff <laughs> to consume. So it's like, I, I understand, like, you kind of just living for the moment uh, when a lot of people say these things. You'll be moving on. You'll be moving on for sure. I'll, I'll be surprised if a lot of y'all keep a lot of these albums in your daily rotation, but I make yeah. playlists specifically like for each year, and then I'll go back and and listen to it like when I uh -huh. when I see you know leave. Like, is it worth so. keeping around? Right. Yeah, exactly. Like the song I put on my playlist. Gotta keep skipping, if you got to keep skipping every other song on the album, it's not a classic album. Yeah, no. And, and like I said, I'm not. I'm never gonna knock nobody for liking their sound and what they grew up listening to in their city, man. That's not. What, I mean, I'm I'm from Chicago, like I said before. It was a lot of stuff like common. Of course, you got Kanye, you got Twister, 
you got do or die and those type of acts that you know what I'm saying you got chance to rapper now and you know it's, it's, it's a lot of acts that come out but then on the flip side you got the chief key i can't i can't stand his music like I, I i've never been a fan of it like that drill stuff you got you know what i'm saying it's a lot of dudes that's out now yeah that i i, I just don't i don't listen to them yeah and that's yeah. that's that's perfectly fine that's perfectly fine you ain't gotta well, like everybody but young bird bro <laughs> So, so y'all did have young bird we, yeah so, so i mean it's, it's it's a it's a lot man i mean you like who you like it's certain artists that you're gonna like from your area and the sound that you're gonna like but it's some that you're not no, no. shout out to the west coast though man i love y'all so mm-hmm. i named a lot of shit domino you know what i'm saying yeah. highly slept on rapper back in the 90s so I, I love domino's yeah, so that's that. So uh, we want to move on to another section of the podcast. This will be our song of the week. Uh, now, this could range from something recent that uh, we may not. Uh, well, it a lot of people be. that we listen to have not heard of before, <laughs> or it can be, or it could be something <laughs> back in the day. Um, I feel like definitely with uh, with my co-host Flock here, we're gonna have a lot of old school stuff that you, you probably have never heard of before. I want to keep this not within the genre of rapper hip-hop because i like r&b as well my mom made me listen to a lot of r&b growing up oh yeah she was like you can't change that station boy when we ride in the car i was like man we gotta <laughs> listen to this but i i really thank my mama i love my mama so much because with that i learned about a lot of music it was a lot of good music back then so i i really appreciate her for not like letting me listen to rap though all the time uh so with this being said, I mean, this is not a super old school track, but this is one of my favorite tracks of like all time. This is this is past rap, hip hop, R&B, all of that. So I uh, wanted to make my song of the week, 702, I Still Love You. Uh, now, this song in particular was like what really opened my eyes to Pharrell, like because I knew about him before obviously with uh working with nore but it's so funny like when you think about like all the songs and all the artists that pharrell has touched back in the day getting to where he is now like he worked with a lot of people like this man been putting in work and like i know a lot of people's like man for real sound is like you know that that's a pharrell beat because because that shit sound like that beat and not that i but just listen to the stuff he did in the past like i didn't feel like this stuff was like similar for real like he's like him and the neptunes really like experimenting with a lot of different sounds so like if you go back and listen to some of this old stuff like you'll see what i'm saying but i don't know it's just something about this song i remember when i first heard it it was just something about it like i listened to this song probably like 10 times straight like when i first heard it i don't know what it is about this song but i just absolutely loved it i'm not even a 702 fan but when they work with pharrell on this b-boy ah man it was like it was like heaven to the ear son heaven to the ear so uh obviously you're not going to hear about it uh hear it now but i'll play a little snippet for it uh, in the music podcast whenever i chop it up and whatnot so if you've never heard this song before 702 i still love you you will hear it now i'm saying it's it's, it's amazing so go back and listen to it you might want to find yourself putting this on your your library somewhere so that's my song for the week flock what you got man uh, I got uh stuff from 1997. Uh, song is called Coolie High by Camp Low, mm. one of my favorite rap groups of all time. I think the dudes were like criminally underrated. 
them dudes had lyrics their production was top notch this song particular song y'all probably when you listen to it you're gonna be like yo i heard this on a gi video before because when i did the vlogs last year i used that instrumental in the background for when we were doing our confession so the song actually uh was a sample of uh, funny how time flies by janet jackson so when y'all hear it man you're just gonna hear some straight lyrics it's, it's that boom bap you know what i'm saying it's that boom bap sample bars lyrics you know what I'm saying nice it's a nice melodic track yo it's it's, it's dope uh, Camp Low, man. Obviously, like Camp if y'all if y'all ever heard Cooley High, y'all have at least heard of Luciani. This is it. Luchini. That, that, yeah, Luchini, sorry, not Luciani, Luchini. Um and sorry if y'all hear that thunder because I live in Florida, so it's it's clowning right now. Uh but if you ever heard the song, you've definitely heard Luchini. Um this is it. That was that was what I um first heard when it. I got on well, the Camp Low. Yeah. yeah, absolutely, man. That's one of my favorites too. So classic, bro. Definitely See, classic. I didn't wanna I didn't wanna use that one because that's the song that everybody knows. I'm like, ah, I know that's right, right, you know, but, right. But Cooley High was definitely like that it, it's just smooth, yo. It's like some stuff you could sit back. You in your car listening to that, you just you just got your you just ain't gonna even notice that your head is bobbing, bro. Trust me, yo. Y'all can thank me later. Yeah, so we'll play a simple to that one too, just in case if you've never heard of it. So there you go. Cooley High, Camp Low from uh, Uptown Saturday Night, 1997. Yes. How many of y'all <laughs> sound off in the comments? How many of y'all were born Even before born. then? <laughs> <laughs> How many young viewers do we have listening to this right now? <laughs> let, let us know. Let us know. So moving on, uh, the topic for the week that I want to discuss with you. And again, we kind of got a little bit into it. Um, we talked about the uh, the sample clearance from uh, Nicki Minaj's album. But is it useless to have a label nowadays? Uh, the reason why I asked this question, because like, again, like with the other article, we were talking about artists only giving 12% of the industry's revenue in 2018. That just leads me to believe that like, you're paying the label for nothing flock let me ask you this what was the last time that you saw an album get promoted on tv on television yes god damn it's been a while huh i don't know i don't know i probably just off top of my head i'm sure i'm not right but last time i recognize it realize it i want to say probably puffy something that puffy did something mm. that pete well y'all call him diddy I'm, I, I'm always gonna call him puffy something that Pete diddy uh diddy did that's the last album i can remember actually being pushed on a television um i want to say that uh that uh the album i can't remember was it uh press play or something like that uh something like that i mean that, yeah that was, probably, I mean, that, was, that, was, that was probably the last album i remember actually being like basically shoved down your damn throat when you've seen it on television all the time that's the last one i could think of and that kid and that was 2006 yeah oh just think about that, was, that that's a good 12 years that you say that's the last one that you physically that's that remember I can, that i could that i could actually remember that i can recall i'm sure i'm wrong that it's been several since then but i'm just saying this off top of my head i I really can't think of nothing else that's like the one that i remember like it sticks in my head it's like burned in my brain like damn they showing this all the time it was always on like bt it was always you get what i'm saying like when you yeah. watch say say like if you was watching uh 106 in park and then after that this stuff comes on it's like turn 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 
Dun. It was like, okay, you just kept seeing it. It was either that or it was probably um either that or maybe TI. Um maybe TI. I think uh Trouble Man was I seen on television a lot too. Mm. So yeah, basically you get my point. Like if if the last thing the fly can remember off the top of his head was in two thousand six, it's been a while. Uh I don't think that albums are actually promoted that way anymore. I know that it's still like people still watch T V, obviously, but I don't I don't see that type of promotion anymore um so that that again just goes back to my point like what are the labels actually doing for the artists these days the label used to handle the promotion they used to handle the physical production the distribution of your CDs uh now that that's I mean CDs obviously still are in the stores but even like some people like Best Buy we just got the news that Best Buy won't be selling physical CDs anymore so yeah that's that's unfortunate yeah so these these stores are going to stop even selling those they're still going to sell actual records because people still love to collect records but cds are they're officially obsolete now so you only have crazy yeah like we're really in the era we i remember when tapes like when i came up tapes was like was 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 um becoming obsolete when i was a kid tapes becoming obsolete cds was the um cds was the rave facts then it went from you know cds to mp3 yeah yeah crazy man we've been through all of these generations of music yeah it's it's ridiculous and for some of y'all all all y'all know are are cds and uh and and downloads so (laughs) most people don't even know cds yeah that's like going from that's like going from from um there's no different than going from vhs to dvd DVDs to dvd to blu-ray and blu-ray to you know streaming digital you know movies and stuff like that you remember hd dvd (laughs) you remember how they flopped Mm, no, I actually don't. <laughs> you don't? Oh man, that was uh that was when Xbox and Sony were. That's the Xbox, right, right, yeah, right, right. H- yeah, HD they DVD had with Xbox. Yeah. 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 And, okay, yeah, I do remember. Yeah, that. And people weren't messing with that. They liked the Blu-rays better, so Sony ended up winning that battle. Yeah. yeah. PlayStation 3. Yeah, that just, was for the win. Yeah, just, that was every that was everybody's Blu-ray player because the Blu-ray players were ridiculously expensive. Right. And then Microsoft messed up because they didn't put the HD DVDs in the actual system. They had it as an external device. Yeah, that was even worse. Like a peripheral. Yeah, yo, they, they like, messed that up. That was a disaster. It kind of reminded me of uh, the Sega uh, Genesis, that 32X thing they oh, had. Oh, boy, yeah. That, it was like an extra, like, it was like an addition to it. Like, who's going to pay for That boy, yeah, stupid. Just stupid add-ons for no reason. But anyways, we we digress. But you see what our you see our point. Like, yeah. we, we've been through generations, man. Like, we're, we're old, but we're still young enough to die. <laughs> to know some right. of that stuff man so right. uh but again getting back to the point like man the labels used to do so much nowadays but now like you can do pretty much like almost everything yourself i would feel like th- like the one thing that would be hard to do unless you have a camp behind you would be um concert promotion and actually getting like all of these tour dates and stuff like you got to have a manager i'm not saying that again the label is is the end all be all for handling that but they already have that team behind them to handle the concert promotion but um like if you're worried about physical distribution you can damn near forget about that just put your shit online you can do that yourself you have twitter you have soundcloud you have spotify you have apple music you can do all that yourself what what is the label doing for you the label isn't doing anything all of your promotion comes within youtube videos people blow up every day whether you like them or not they're blowing up every day the labels are still trying to find those people that they can latch on to and that they can manufacture just to you know get them a little bit of money and stay afloat man like back in the day being on dev jam 
bruh, you made it. Being on Rockefeller, you made it. Being on Atlantic, you made it. Being on Electra, you made it. All of these iconic companies are like just kind of falling off, man. And as you can see, like some of these people like going on to different ventures. They're making a television network. Uh, they're trying other things because they realize that like people aren't really messing with the labels like that. All of these terrible deals that people have been getting into the 360 deals, like Flock mentioned before, getting advances, you got to pay all of that back. Why? Why would you do all of this now when you have the power of the internet? You have the power of social media and you can keep the majority of that money. Why give it to someone else just to do nothing? They're just making money off of you. And as you can see, 12% of the entire uh, the entire revenue that you could be making is going to everybody else and is not going into your own pocket. So what is the point? Is it completely useless to have a label nowadays? Flock, what do you think? I, I would say yes. <laughs> I would say go independent, man. I definitely will. Like, cause a major label is only gonna only gonna pump your hot single, and and like you got a lot of artists out here that's 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 getting single deals. They not even getting like full record deal. They getting deals for a single. They got a hot single. Somebody, some A and R, some from a from a record company is like, yo, let let us get you get you popping with this single here. Then we'll talk then they're not gonna talk they just gonna kick them to the curb like the record labels are grimy bro it's like you only borrow so much money from the label if you're not bringing that money back they gonna kick you to the curb yo it's just I, I, why even why even put yourself through that nowadays it's so e it's so much easier to get put on now because you go back to hell even before i was really listening to music like that you go back to 19 go ask somebody that that made Ask somebody like Big Daddy Kane that was hot in 1988. Or ask somebody like Eric B and Rakim that was hot back then. Or hell, even ask somebody that was hot in 1995 or something like that. Like like the Wu Tang or something. They couldn't just they couldn't just go independent. They had the you had, the record label would only mess with you if you had something that you bring to the table. And that shit was you know that shit was hard back then. And now you got SoundCloud. You got hell YouTube. Get, you can blow up off of YouTube. Somebody hear your music. So it's a lot of different avenues now. So I say just go independent. Why even waste your time dealing with the middleman when they you see what they doing? They jerking everybody. Shit, this, that whole. I mean, look at a lot of the bigger artists now that, that you be seeing going bankrupt. Tony Braxton, you know what I'm saying? Iconic artists at that. You know what I'm saying? That's going broke to this day. Hell, Janet Jackson can't even sell records no more. I ain't saying she broke, but she can't sell records no more. So why go through a, a major? Yikes, man. Yikes. It's sad. Like, yeah, you, you like brought up a couple of people and it's like, damn, like, where are they now? Like, obviously, they still want to make music, but you don't even hear from them anymore. Like, what type of promotion can a label do for you now when you're seeing another person again, whether you like them or not? like promoting their stuff on youtube and they're getting the new crowd coming in and they're promoting themselves on social media whether it be viral or non-viral um and it's it's ridiculous man it's really ridiculous like it's hard for a label to actually push these people anymore because people aren't checking for that stuff anymore um again we live in the adhd generation and people are just checking for the next hottest person now and they're forgetting about all the other artists that have like kind of paved the way and they're still getting screwed over by the label and you still gotta pay them no matter whether you're making stuff or not a lot, man a lot of these artists that was hot three years ago 
it's, it's a where are they now uh we can do a where are they now show in itself bro like yeah for people that was hot five years ago yeah man so what what is what is young ma done in the past couple years she's like she's still putting out singles but like none of them are pop though for real yeah. just saying what what a lot of these artists are doing yo. but it's like I unless can, they're promoting themselves like it's still like you're not you're not really really catching that buzz like you did at first yeah i'd rather not have a buzz independent than not have a buzz on a major label facts. real talk facts so that's the move man i don't know what's going to happen in like the next few years because uh because again like we have like the the gatekeepers and the the tastemakers uh what they call them like like dj academics and uh and no jumper that are kind of like leading the way and again i don't agree with like everybody who they put on but they're definitely like very very influential like they're more influential than the labels themselves i don't see like what is dev jam doing now like we just talked about this dev jam is fucking teasing about another dev jam vendetta game or a dev jam fight for fight for whatever game this is what they're doing now what artists are you promoting what was the last artist that came out of dev jam that's like really hot i i really can't name them right now i, I just keep thinking about independent people and like these labels are still trying to get these people and i'm not mad at them for like asking for like an arm and a leg like i remember like lil pump was talking about like i wanted like eight to ten million for like his record deal like that's a lot for lil pump i don't i don't think that he necessarily worked that but hey if he feels that this is worth and they're going to give it to him then why not other than that he's just going to stay independent just keep doing whatever he does same thing with Trippy Red. Like, you hear about these stories, like, every day of labels trying to sign them for, like, these ridiculous amounts. It's like they're freaking NBA players now. Like, they just got it. An influx of money all of a sudden. But why would you sign your soul to the devil when you can just get the majority of your money your own damn self? You get money off of YouTube. You get money off of whatever other label. Like, if you have, like, a little distribution deal, not a full label deal, but if you have a distribution deal just to get your stuff out there, that's good enough. Why would you even sign for, like, a full 360 deal? That's dumb. It makes no sense at all. Just just do everything yourself, man. You'll be all right. Just get you a couple of people that know like somewhat what they're doing. If you don't have time, just hire like a social media team because I know that's what a lot of other people are doing. And you'll be straight. You could do all this stuff yourself, man. We talk about Def Jam, bro. You you know like the lineup they had between '99 and 2000, bro. Man, Dude, I can go on like EPMD, bro. Like EPMD, it came back. They had that Ja Rule when Ja Rule first came out was hot. Vinny Vinny. Life and Times of Sean Carter. That blackout album by Method Man and Redman. EMX. Then it was X. You know what I'm saying? Foxy Brown, China Dog. They even had, I mean, I know a lot of people don't like him, but people got to admit he was hot for a minute. Cisco. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Cisco. They even had, they, the, the Violator album was hot. You know what I'm saying? Shit like that. Like they had a lineup. Red man, you know what I'm saying? Like they had a lot of like a lot. They had Method Man on a solo deal, yo. Like they had a lineup out this world, fam. Now in the year 2018, I couldn't tell you two artists signed to Def Jam, which was the the, the leading label for hip hop. It's funny because like I'm looking at this list, and I don't know how current this is, but it's a lot of people that are still technically on Def Jam because like. I would have to see like exactly what their contract entails. I think that it's just for distribution though. 
that's what I'm thinking here because like you're still listening to people like like Pusha T and Rick Ross and Two Chains. They still got Method Man on here, uh, Frank Ocean. Because again, I don't I don't know how recent this is, but I know that a lot of these people have their own like labels themselves. So I think that they just have Dev Jam. It's just distribution only. No. So like, but that's not that's not the full deal though. Like, so a lot of these people have just moved on to other things so that they can keep everything in house and get the majority of their money. And they're just like Dev Jam, just you know, just just promote me a little bit, whatever single comes out or whatever album. But I don't need a full uh, a full deal from you. You just you just handle the distribution and that's it. I can handle everything my own damn self. Like you still got Jay Z and Kanye on here. Like you know that they're definitely doing things themselves. So what are you using Dev Jam for? Nothing. It's it's just the uh the cut them uh, off. It's just a title now. It's just a yeah, title. At this point, they, they they taking your money just to for you to put their stamp, their brand name on it, and they ain't doing nothing for you. Yeah, that's man, that's crazy, yo. That's absolutely crazy just to think about. But we're in a new age, man. It's just it's not working anymore. You're signing on to a label. If you do it, just do distribution only. There's absolutely no point, no point of doing anything else with them, man. They're gonna fuck you over. And you're going to be upset and you're going to be broke. Stop spending your money on all these clothes, spend your money on all these chains and these cars and stuff. You will be broke very soon. And you're going to be wondering what the hell happened. Buy you a damn barbershop or something with that money. <laughs> right, something. Real talk. Something else, man. It's rough out here. It's, it's, it's sad to see a lot of these dudes that, that used to be hot at one point. And you just see them, on, see them on Instagram or on Facebook and stuff like that. Like... Seen that the uh, dude that used to sing on Do a Die Records, Johnny P, here in Chicago, he passed away a couple years ago because he got, you know, apparently, you know, I don't, I wasn't there, but you know, but apparently he got strung out on drugs and shit. So, you know, you don't know what they going through, bro. Like I said, they they can they can flash it around all they want, but they ain't making it like you think they are. Right, right. So, again, for everybody who's uh, thinking about getting into the music game man just promote yourself starting off because trust me you do your homework be yeah do your homework too absolutely absolutely so so that was a good uh good conversation on that so now it's debate time all right question for this week what is the most important part of a song to you this includes production hooks features and lyrics all of that put together is, is what's your most important part. For me, has to be production. And I've said this time and time again. I'm pretty sure we said this on another video as well that we did on music. Production for me is the number one factor whether I will actually listen to the song or not. If the production is whack, I'm going to be like, oh, this is a bore. I'm going to feel like it's a job trying to listen to the song. I don't care what you're saying on the song. I don't care if you have the best lyrics in the world. It's automatically going to turn me off. I may, again, catch something if the production isn't as good or something that I can vibe to. But if production is not on point, I'm not going to listen to it. I feel like the production, the producer, the DJ is the most important part, most important aspect to making any song, whether it's a radio hit or not, or whether it's going to be an underground hit. So that's my opinion. I think that the production is, is the most important. What about you? Um... I, I mean, depending on the genre, like if you take in, um, like, cause I listen, you know, I listen a lot of R&B as well. If it's R&B, then you got, you know I mean, you got dope producers in R&B. You got like guys like, uh, what's it, uh, L.A. and Babyface. 
Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis and those guys that used to do like a lot of stuff for say like a Janet Jackson or a Tony Braxton or you know what I'm saying? Or like or even like Devontae Jodas, he you know did most of the production. Even like a Timberland that worked with Aaliyah. So that helps. But I think like in R and B as far as like singing, I think good songwriting, first of all. You know what I'm saying? Good songwriting for R and B. I think that does it for me because you singing a song, you can you should be painting this picture to me. Like what are you what are you singing about? And a good voice as well. Uh, from the hip hop side, I definitely agree. Production plays a part, but I'm I'm just so stuck in my ways with lyrics. And I think this is one of the things that people like to used to get on Nas about. Uh, Nas to me is one of the top three greatest MCs of all time. Just my personal opinion. Some people may not agree. Some people say, "Oh, his songs be boring," and that's because of the flip side with his production. He's been heavily criticized for having like, you know, not so good production. And I feel like if if you saying something, a lot of times I can overlook that. But then you take say like a young Jeezy, who's not really a great lyricist, he can have some of the bombest production. You like you take his first that um you take that um that Thug Motivation yo. And play that you don't care what he's saying that shit just sounds hot you know what i'm saying it just sounds hot he could be talking about t- making you know cooking up dope all album long but i love that that album because the production was on point so i like i like the perfect blend of both but if you got one that's really good and one is not as good i can you know, i can tolerate it but I don't want no sloppy. I don't want no sloppy production. Nor do I want some, you know, some elementary rumper room bars either. So right, I right. like I like a little bit. If both are okay, I can live with that. One is exceptional, and the other isn't so much. I can kind of deal with. But I don't want either to be terrible. Hmm. I feel like a lot of times, especially with uh, with a lot of trap music, I don't listen to the lyrics as much as i should because they do be saying some sus stuff i'm not gonna lie they do be saying some sus stuff i <laughs> i kind of get caught in the moment and i feel like a lot of people do too you ain't gotta lie because I'm, I'm admitting this firsthand the production draws me in if, yep. if that shit is bumping then i kind of just put everything out the window like i hear the stuff but i'm like i'm like man that was kind of that was kind of suspect that was kind of questionable but i'm gonna just let it rock because the production is so dope and then uh, even TBH has, has said this, and I think Anon has too. Like, why don't you just listen to the instrumental? Well, I can't. <laughs> maybe, maybe if I could, like, because a lot of these songs that I can't just go, uh, just ask the the uh, producer, hey man, let me just hear this without this dude on it, yo. Like, sometimes even if like the actual lyrics are not on point, sometimes with them being on it, it still makes the song like complete for me. Um, again, they could say a couple of questionable things, but I'm trying to think like, would I really have the same experience listening to this without the actual artist on it? I probably would not. Some songs are just better with actual vocals. I, I'm not going to be like that person that just like, oh man, I just want to hear instrumentals and instrumentals only. So that's why I feel like, because sometimes like the hook is fire. Sometimes the song is just catchy and and that's what that's why i kind of feel like i'm i'm kind of like on the fence like do i really like this song or do i just i just like the instrumental so i don't i don't know but again if, if maybe if i could on some of these songs i would 
just listen to the instrumental only but that's that's just not an option so i can't i can't say that <laughs> so it's you know it's just kind of kind of got to take it how it is because there are a lot of people that are just like just whack like i just don't want to listen to it all but the production might be fire so i'm like eh, like I, I may listen to it again like if i heard it in the club i'll still rock to it even though they saying some dumb shit so that's that's just me on it but i'm not i'm not really as big on lyrics as i am for production production for me is just number one no matter whether it's r&b hip-hop it doesn't matter production is is always going to be forever number one in my eyes oh so yep that was it this has been the enlightened sounds music podcast episode one let us know what you think about it uh, if you have any topic suggestions, again, we are open to them just as long as they are not gossip related. Again, if you say anything about uh, beefing between so-and-so-and-so-and-so, some, some dumb person with, with rainbow colored hair or crazy grills or whatever, we're going to just ignore it. Like, give us something that like we can actually debate about or like if we miss something, some real big news going on in music, let us know. That'll be greatly appreciated. Um, if there are any albums that uh, we might have missed, like something underrated that you would like for us to listen to and review, we're also open to that. So just sound off in the comments. And again, as we go on through the episodes, we will be inviting Patreon guests. We're also going to try to have some other GI members on here as well going forward. But again, this is the pilot. Let us know if you were uh, you were feeling the podcast and lighting sounds. Fuck, you got anything else to add? Man, we in here, y'all. But we out now. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So we'll holler at y'all later. This has been the Lightning Sounds, episode one. Peace. <laughs>